some of the thoughts that can come to our mind, especially in this environment where everything is quiet and we are very attentive, listening, observing. The thought is, our life is such a mystery, such a miracle, just to be alive. So this morning we spoke about the relationship or the possibility to see meditation as a holistic participation and understanding of life in life. So now we are going to investigate again our practice with a text and with our practice of Anapanasati related to the 16 steps of which, as mentioned, in one breath, all of life can be seen. Breath, a breathing process, a physical process, a living process, So one quote that is also speaking by itself in the Angotaranika, and it's related to Kāgatāsati, that means mindfulness directed to the body. And a simple phrase that expresses many things is going to be read, because this is you, this is us, practitioner, even as one who encompasses with his mind the great ocean, includes thereby all the streams that run into the ocean. Just so, whoever develops and cultivates mindfulness directed to the body includes all wholesome qualities that pertain to true knowledge. So, there is a relationship with body. There is also a relationship with mind. Knowledge, through knowledge. All some qualities are qualities of the mind. The qualities of goodness, of wisdom, of truth. So by knowing our body very well, we come to know our mind also and open the door to a vast ocean of knowledge. Of course, we need to take care of our body. Such a delicate little thing it is we need to feed, we need to give medicine, we need to exercise, we need to rest, all of that. But still, the miracle of life is keeping us going on.
So with our text, Anapanasati, the texts as teachings are just kind of pieces of art, all different but also using very similar material of composition. All of these texts are expressions of what is, of life, seen as a microcosmos, seen as a microcosm, and understood in its full. So today, with the, the text of Anapanasati, we are going to see the relationship of Anapanasati and the Satipatthana, which uh, most of you are familiar, if not well. Uh, you, you will get acquainted with the material just by studying and practicing these four tetrad of Anapanasati. So again, the Anapanasati Sutta that we choose was related also to the instructions to Raula. And this preamble, this introduction, is a kind of warming up where already very good qualities are installed in the mind of the person. Kind of enthusiasm and interest and aspiration for goodness, for truth, for knowledge. So this type of reflections seen here and there in many texts are necessary for us to be motivated, to understand, and also, mostly, to develop this aspect of joy, that, that aspect of happiness, interest. So we have seen now again our, our Anapanasati Sutta as uh, it was mentioned at some point at the beginning that in one breath all the 16 steps can be uh, seen and in the book that I was referring to the Patisambhidamaga the path of discrimination then putting aside all these steps uh, the practical introduction that is suggested some, to someone who is practicing, just to remind you, is that one breathes in and breathes out, long, short, and it is the, the breaths are recognized, and then zeal arises. This is piti. This is actually interest, chanda. So there is a kind of very deep interest, a curiosity that is happening just by observing this Miracle aspect of breathing, chanda, zeal, interest. So from there, we look at this process of breathing. And our in-breath, our out-breath, becomes more subtle than the one before, recognized by an extent. And again, the the subtlety of uh, the breathing, 
being observed very carefully, leads to gladness. So here we have paramoja, gladness, happiness. And again, with this feeling of gladness, happiness, then what arises naturally is upekka, a state of deep uh, equanimity, a state of a very cool type of observation. So we see, you know, that uh, this state of Upeka is not so technically detailed here. It is just a practice, and this is true, you know. You might have uh, noticed yourself in your experience without uh, having been familiar to the text itself, just by practicing, you know, anapana, for example, then these feelings of interest, these feelings of joy, and also eventually a cool state of observation arises naturally. So here, now, we are going to proceed and uh, try to see the parallels with the Satipatthana Sutta. So, as mentioned here, just this can somehow uh, enable us to to, to reach the four jhanas just by itself. But we put that aside. Again, this is a technical aspect. So in the Satipatthana Sutta, the first chapter is about uh, body meditation, contemplation of the body, and the first uh, paragraph is about Anapanasati. We see in the Satipatthana Sutta also that uh, after every paragraph, you know, of the different mo- uh, meditation on different aspects of the body, because the Satipatthana is very, is very large, very general. Not only it is including Anapanasati, but it includes all other uh, types of meditation on the body, actually seen previously in the Rahulogada. You know, meditation on the elements, on the posture, on clear comprehension, on the fullness of the body, body parts, all of that has already been touched with our little boy, Raula, which now has been uh, already a teenager. So, uh, the difference here is that uh, because the Satipatthana proposes many approaches, just in the body, contemplation, already we have eight or nine types of, even more, type of meditation connected to the body. So there, in the Satipatthana, the Karagata Sati, after every little paragraph, then there is a kind of refrain that goes on, and it says, you know, it is ajatang kare kare na pasi viruti, contemplating 
inside the body, outside the body, then samudaya or dhamma no passiviality. So one sees arising and also passing away and arising and passing away in the body. These phenomena of change and then again, you know, it goes on and a little bit more uh, descriptive of all the steps that one will come across when insight is being uh, uh, practiced. In every uh, paragraph, this is repeated. Even in the chapter of Vedana Nupasana, when the Satipatthana shifts to contemplation of feeling, and also the next uh, chapter on Chittanupasana, contemplating uh, mental states. Again, these refrains are repeated again and again, all the time. So, we have in the Satipatthana Sutta, in all these four Satipatthana, first a kind of conceptual approach to the meditation on the body, and also to the meditation on the other uh, aspects of the Satipatthana, the Vedana, Chitta, and also somehow the Dhamma. But in the Kanupasana, even in the Satipatthana Sutta, it's, you know, the approach is leading us to uh, calming the mind, settling the mind on these meditation subjects like body parts, then you just look at the body parts, you go throughout the body and you repeat, or you are aware of the body parts. Same thing with the breath, you watch in breath, or breath, or the different elements also, you are just using these methods to cool the mind. Which, at a certain point, there is a shift, and you come to the direct experience of physical phenomena, where these phenomena are perceived directly as a process arising and passing away all the time. In the Anapanasati, however, the approach is a little bit different because there is no general kind of uh, elaboration of different possibilities, but we just remain with the bread. So the approach is the same, only the bread. Based on the bread, this physical phenomena, then there is no use to repeat you know, something again and again. But rather, we use the same phenomena as a basic, we use the same object as a basic establishment of mindfulness where the practice is going to be progressive and developing, culminating in the same insight. But these insights are going to be seen, you know, in the four tetrads, especially in the last tetrad that we are going to see uh, very soon. using text and so it's not for intellectual uh, entertainment but just to show us that uh, you know these texts are just like musical pieces where composers have written their inspiration their creation and also where musicians interpret 
them again and again. And every time a musician interprets the partition, the sheet of music, life, music is appearing again. Every moment is a new creation, although it is written on a piece of paper. So in the text of Anapanasati, in the Majjhimankanikaya, it is told, you know, they uh, explain how the Anapanasati uh, developed properly uh, and uh, practiced also properly, leads us to the fulfillment of the four foundations of mindfulness. So they speak, you know, about these various uh, steps that we see. And uh, as for the relationship, with uh, the first tetrad and kaya kaya nupasana kaya gatasati in the satipatthana then it has to relate itself to the body so here they read the four steps of the first tetrad you know a short breathing tranquilizing the bodily formation etc etc so on that occasion a bhikkhu abides contemplating the body as the body, ardent, fully aware, and mindful, having put away covetousness and grief for the world. I say that this is a certain body among the bodies, namely, in breath and out breath. That is why on that occasion a bhikkhu abides contemplating the body as a body, ardent, fully aware, and mindful, having put away covetousness and grief for the world. So here, among the various bodies that is uh, that are composing our body, you know, body as a collection, agglomeration, a group. Huh? So in breath, our breath is also part of these components because in breath, our breath is just the air element, a physical element pervading our whole body together with the other physical elements of earth, water and fire, just physical element of which bread is composed. So a body of elements. Here uh, I would like also to read the Pali because uh, it is um, it can be meaningful. Because this is also uh, the same quote, you know, uh, that is used at the introduction of the Satipatthana. And, uh, you know, when they introduce the Satipatthana, they say, what are these four foundation of mindfulness? And they say, then they say, you know, Kaye, Kayana Pasivirati, Atapi, Sampajanu, Satima. Vinayana, okay? Abhijja do manasang. Contemplating the body as a body, ardent, atapi, fully comprehending, sampajanyo, and mindful, satima, having put away covetousness and grief for the world. Abhijja do manasang, vinayaloke, virati. Actually, it's Vinaya Loke, Sampajana Satima, Vinaya Loke, Abhija, Do Manasang. 
also just to help us, you know, make the relationship in our practice. Uh, when we started, we gave you the 16 steps divided in the four uh, tetrads in Pali and in English translation. So now we are also going to provide you uh, uh, a short chart where uh, you will see, you will be able, you know, just although you know you are able to make it uh, in your mind and with understanding, uh, still, you know, the chart is going to facilitate uh, you to see the relationship with uh, the 16 steps and also uh, the different uh, Satipatthana establishment of mindfulness. So, if you like, you will be able to have one, you know, that is uh, that will be at the entrance over there. So now again, you know, just to to come back to uh, the possibility of being aware just of one breath or one in-breath, out-breath, or long or short, or uh, experiencing the whole body, how this single awareness leads us to this uh, conclusion of the Satipatthana, where one will see and contemplate, uh, you know, Ardently, atapi sampajanu satima vinayaloke abhijayadu manasang. So he contemplates here the description, you know, uh, as we have said before, long in breath and out breath in these nine aspects are a body. So the establishment, the foundation is mindfulness, and contemplation is knowledge, body is the establishment. But it's not mindfulness. So we will will skip uh, these details, just that are giving us the uh, terminology relating to the terms. So he contemplates, or one contemplates, satima somehow. How does one contemplate that body? Here, the description is right there. They contemplate it as impermanent, not as permanent, as painful, not as pleasant, as not-self, not as self, becomes dispassionate, does not delight, causes greed to fade away, does not inflame it, causes cessation, not arising. They relinquishes, they relinquish, they do not grasp. So then, contemplating impermanence, we abandon the perception of permanence and also perception of pleasure, perception of self, and we become dispassionate, you know, a kind of disenthrall with this delight, and greed fades away. So this is what we want to achieve, kind of erasing these aspects of greed and hatred we have in relation to not only our body, but throughout the whole world. So thus, we contemplate the body. So we have body as a basis. Upattana, sati patthana, kaya gata sati, kaya upassana. What this book is uh, 
interesting also in the way of its presentation is that uh, it uh, gives us, again, not only a direct encounter with the practice of insight at the first step, the first breath, but also explains to us the different exercises of clear comprehension. You remember, you know, the term is sati, mindfulness, and sampajanya, clear comprehension. You may remember that uh, these terms also, or that term was used in the, the first chart that we gave you, where you had four modes of attention. Hmm? So even if you don't remember, it doesn't matter, but we were speaking about you know, governing your sense faculties, and then second one is mindfulness and clear comprehension, sati sampajanya, where someone is comprehending every action that uh, we are doing. This is the first aspect, the kind of general awareness that we have with everything we are doing. But sampajanya means, and is related to panya, sam means together, with, and pajanati, knowing, but knowing with wisdom. So wisdom is going to have different stages, different levels of understanding. When we are a little child, we don't understand the same way as when we are an adult. So in the same thing with our practice, when the practice matures, then our understanding, our panya, also gets deeper. And we see the things a little bit differently. So this is samadhiti. At the beginning it's regional, but eventually this aspect of samadhiti, of panya, of uh, uh, sampajanya, or dhamma-vichaya, gets deeper and deeper into the phenomenon. And then we start to see things a little bit differently. But again, with the term sati and sampajanya, here, sampajanya is related to the deepest aspect of wisdom, where we see phenomena with the eyes of vipassana. So, in the Satipatthana Sutta, the Satisampajanya, clear comprehension and mindfulness, are explained in these two ways. That means, first, a little bit on a conceptual level, that means you are aware of what you are doing, you understand why you are doing that, and then eventually you see everything you are doing, all these processes as arising and passing away. So this is why, you know, the Sampajanya is also related to the last box in this four modes of attention where insight meditation is uh, defined. So, defined also as the strong mindfulness with the explorative character of Vipassana, wisdom, delves into mind and matter to see their nature. Here again, you know, these four modes actually were associated or related to the gradual training. You remember, we try to extract the principles that we see in a gradual training. But again, the gradual training offers us all kinds of approach because we are all different. So someone doesn't need to start with Anapanasati or Satipatthana or whatever it is. The approach are all different. However, at some point, 
we need to investigate about life. And life is just this mind and body. So this is where eventually our practice, our observation, understanding has to relate to these phenomena of Nama Rupa in Pali. So Nama Rupa is also another field of investigation that uh, is the same uh, of uh, what we talk about when uh, we speak about uh, Vipassana. So, I don't know if you follow me, but never mind, you don't say anything. There will be questions at some point, you know, so don't worry. As long as you know how to practice, it's good enough. Yes. <laughs> it's very fun, you know, when you start to, to look at that and you see all these connections. It's very interesting. But again, it has to come not only by reading, but it has to come with our practice. So this is why, you know, uh, I use uh, uh, my understanding together with the text just to, again, to, contact, to connect us to uh, this practice. So, just to finish with the text, uh, you know, the exercises of uh, exercise of mindfulness and a clear comprehension seen in this, uh, in this book, uh, then, uh, you know, Sampajanya, then through uh, the cognitions and non-distraction, through long in-breath and out-breath, their feelings are recognized. So here, being attentive to the body, feelings are recognized. So the feelings that are arising in, for, in regard to uh, the body itself. So the first initial object of observation is the physical phenomena. And then with that, we see the aspects of mind related to the feelings that are experienced. And Again, on the level of vipassana, they, they are recognized as they rise, recognized as they appear, and are established, recognized as they subside. And then, second thing that is recognized is the perception, sanya. So the perceptions are recognized as they rise, recognized as they appear, and also as they subside. And then, there are applied thoughts. That means, you know, Vitaka, vichara, vitaka here, the initial uh, kind of directing of the mind that we have in regard to our object or in regard to whatever comes to the mind. So they are recognized as they rise, as they appear, and also as they subside. So, uh, you know, clear comprehension in this case, Sampajanya is, uh, is, is sending us to first the kaya, the body, the physical body. From there, we are referred to the feelings, the vedana, and then with the perceptions, the sanya, and then eventually to the kind of sankara, the applied thoughts, you know, the, the, the dynamic, the rest of uh, the mental... Um, factors that uh, compose the mind. So I think this is all for uh, my enthusiasm in regard to the text. And uh, come back to the practice, but still, you know, making a relationship with the text itself. And um, 
Anapanasati Sutta. Now we are the third tetrad. Oh, we started this week, and it did start with uh, experiencing the mind. Now you remember on your sheet? I mean, I'm sure that you have read it because this is the only thing you are reading nowadays. <laughs> so uh, it is, uh, yes. Yeah, we take the sheet because there are so many things. So the third tetrad, the, tra- the third uh, tetrad is starting with citta, you know. The citta patisangvedi, asasisamiti sekiti. So experiencing the mind, we have seen. Now we get acquainted with the mental aspect of this observation related to the breath. So we are experiencing the mind, and uh, and then also it was described in various ways. And this morning and yesterday also we touched the second step of this third tetrad, which related to gladdening uh, the mind in two ways: with samatha or with vipassana. That means with the jhana we inspire and still and the gladness, and then uh, with the vipassana then emerging from. Our meditation, we understand that happiness and insight, and we understand these processes of the mind. So the third uh, step that uh, we touched this morning is collecting the mind, concentrating the mind. So sama, dhang, chittang, asasisamiti, sekiti, etc. One trained thus, I shall breathe in, concentrating the mind, and also the uh, same thing with the outbreath. So sama, dhang, also uh, we touched the, the term this morning, sama means uh, evenly, in the right way, adhanang means also uh, placing the mind. So somehow it is related to it is related to collecting, uh, concentrating, stabilizing the mind evenly, placing it on the object. So again, this samadhi, this aspect of samadhi, can be related to um, samatha, but also it can be related to the vipassana when we see. Uh, the mind, and we see all the phenomena uh, with insight, on the, uh, you know, with insight. So it's a kind of momentary unification of mind, huh? and the object uh, is the consciousness itself, not the body, mostly. So this uh, third aspect also that uh, we are going again now to investigate a little bit is about uh, the fourth step. Sorry, the fourth step is Vimuchayang Chittang Asasisamiti Sekuti. I shall breathe in, liberating the mind, and also breathe out, liberating the mind. So the liberation of the mind when breathing in, breathing out, speaks about... Uh, ah, now I see that I forgot something. 
in the text. And you have to be very patient because I'm going to take the book again. <laughs> so, you know, just as, as long as you're flexible, you know, goes like this, we go back, come back. You know, it's just a cyclic process. And anyway, we are not going to get lost. Because in that book, you know, it is, uh, it is describing with uh, various terms about uh, what is concentration. Oh, samodang, samadhi. What is uh, concentration? Nyanamori, the translator, uses uh, very old English terms. And he says here, I mean, as a translation, unification of cognizance and non-distraction due to our breath, concentrating cognizance, cognizance, and con- our concentration. This is samadhi. Any stationariness, steadiness, steadfastness of cognizance, non-scattering, non-distraction, non-scatteredness of mentation, serenity, concentration, faculty, concentration, power, right concentration is concentration. So, Samadhi Indriya, the, the faculty of concentration. Samadhi Bala, the concentration, the power of concentration, right concentration, sama, Samadhi. This is all of that is Samadhi. So now we are going back again to where I uh, left. And we were at the fourth step of the third tetrad. It's not very complicated, you know, just have four tetrads and four steps in every one of these, liberating the mind. So, the liberation in, is in regard to, very simply, in regard to the entrances. So, we breathe in, we breathe out, and then we tranquilize the body, also we make the mind happy, and we observe the mind, and all of that. And then, at some point, we see that the mind by itself, by this close observation, of, you know, the bread or of, of the body, the entrances disappear. The entrances are no more bothering us. Something else is bothering us, but never mind, not the entrances. So, you know, just get, uh, you know, that kind of, uh, uh, kind of little liberation, you get more happy. <laughs> yeah, you can define all, you know, the liberation, you can define it for you, you know. Maybe you got rid of, uh, I don't know, maybe you got rid of your husband or you got rid of uh, your wife or (laughs) whatever it is. There is a kind of liberation, a kind of lightness. (laughs) So, here they say, we liberate the mind from the hindrances. Then, you know, this is the first jhana. First jhana, the mind is not uh, uh, bothered anymore with the five. Vir, Nivrana, and then in the second jhana, then we liberate the mind from Vitaka and Vichara, you know, the kind of sustained application and uh, initial application of the mind. Then in the second jhana, it's not there anymore. Oh, and then in the third jhana, uh, then we just have PT, just full of, you know, PT and Sukha, just full of this happiness and bliss with the object which is breath here in this case. Hmm? And so this is in regard to liberating the mind. And this also has a kind of relationship with the jhana, the the absorption that some of you are uh, touching already, but we are not 
the emphasizing the technical aspect of it, but definitely most of you are in touch with these uh, very quiet uh, states of mind arising from samatha, arising from just calming the mind on the breath. This is one aspect of liberating the mind. The second aspect is uh, with insight. So uh, we comprehend, you know, we comprehend with insight the consciousness. So we are liberating ourselves from different types of perceptions. So when we practice and then we are looking at, you know, this bread and then this body and this mind, all of that, the perception is changing because we are in direct contact with the reality of life. So the perception of permanence comes to be the perception of impermanence. From Nietzsche to Anicca Sanya. Anicca. Not the concept, an experience of change everywhere in the body, in the mind. Then another perception that is changing is related to pleasure, related to, you know, the sukha. Even that sukha that we experience is seen as impermanent, and then because it's impermanent, non stable, then it's not a source of satisfaction, it's dukkha. So we can investigate a little bit more about the meaning of these terms, but the perception is definitely changing because uh, we have a mind that is much clearer and which can be more uh, open to see and acknowledge the facts of body and the facts of mind. Then, the perception of self is changing to anatta, sanya, non-self in this process. Where is the self? The perception of delight comes to be a perception of dispassion, a kind of maturing, maturity, where greed is fading away. And again, it is related to an aspect of perception of sanya. And the same thing with grasping, it turns into relinquishing. We let go. We see, we read often, you know, teachers or books, they say, let go, let go, but let go of what? All these things are the things that we are letting go. You know, we let go of the perceptions and the things that are just a burden on our mind, and then we get more happy, and then we get more clear, and we proceed somehow in our life with the eyes uh, more open, with more clarity, which and uh, which allow us to, uh, you know, to um, well to re- respond in the more um, adequate manner with whatever is part of our life. So the conclusion we could say is that we can learn from the the tribes, you know, from these uh, different steps, and we can also see the approach that is the best for us sometimes. You know, one approach would be just to observe the breath. Sometimes our approach will be to investigate a little bit about the hindrances and to look what's our problem, what do I need physically, what do I need mentally. Sometimes uh, our approach could also uh, propose us to 
to change the meditation subject, like we could bring a little bit more metta or more joy, or sometimes also more compassion when we touch deep areas of uh, suffering. Compassion is also part of uh, the practice. So in this way, you know, I think uh, we touch the sufficiently our text of Anapanasati and the practice is going on and this is our practice this is your practice and we are alive still (laughs) so thank you Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.